Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Dan Pompey. Dan Pompey. With Mully and Haw on Sports Radio 670 to score. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. His name is writ in the Hall of Fame. Always a joy to talk to the great football writer, Dan Pompey. And he joins us on the Signature Bank Score Hotline. Signature Bank, making commercial banking personal. Dan, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Good to be with you guys today. Exciting week in the NFL, right? Yeah, this is uh, you know obviously we're we're into the what are we calling it Super Wild Card Weekend? Okay, uh, <laughs> sounds great. The the more the merrier. Um, I guess Dan, as we look at this, uh, the Bears coming away with that number one overall pick is, I mean, you can't help but just have a laugh about it. It was just extraordinary to see uh, Lovey Smith and to see the way that uh, they won that game. And uh, and the Bears benefit from it. it. It's just it's it's really one of the strangest things I think I've seen. Fourth and twenty, uh, you know, hail mary, ball goes through a guy's hands, touchdown, two point conversion. Bears are laughing. Well, you look at all the different things that led up to that. I mean, go go back, go all the way back to you know the decisions that Ryan Pace made in the off season not to go big in free agency, uh, then, you know, trading away Roquan Smith, trading away Robert Quinn, um, you know, never really surrounding Justin Fields with the kinds of weapons that a lot of us thought that he needed in his development. Uh, And then, you know, losing some close games, tight games. And then on the last day of of the season, you know, it looked like, fait accompli they'd be the number two pick and then more strange things happen so I guess this is this is fate we'll see where it leads the Bears it did fall into place and maybe it was fate Dan do you think this was the plan all along do you think that at three and four that Ryan uh, Poles was looking at like oh boy what are we doing here we're actually being competitive Uh, we have to do something about that do you think that this losing was was by design well I don't think it was necessarily by design as much as uh, he's looking at how this team can be the the best it can be in 2024 probably as opposed to 2022 and what does he need to make that happen 
and I think he was trying to, to build resources uh, for the future. And, um, you know, 2022 uh, was sacrificed as a result. And, uh, you know, I don't, from, from judging his comments the other day, uh, he certainly didn't seem like he was pleased with how the season played out. And I don't know how you can be. <laughs> uh, so I think uh, ultimately, though, he was, like I said, it's a big picture kind of approach to this year. Yeah, and, and you know, Dan, um, I think that when we look at where they're at, it's pretty extraordinary that they have the money they have and they have the uh, the pick that they have. And, you know, they can control – they're on the clock, right? And they also can control free agency because they got more money than anyone. How many starters does that translate to? How, how much – how much difference will be on this team? I think there'll be 30-plus players back, but I'm talking about starter quality. How many guys will they go out and get? How many blue-chip players can you get in one offseason? Well, I think there's going to be a lot of new starters. Yeah. Now, blue-chip quality is something else completely. You know, I think the new starters are as much a function of the fact that they had bad starters in 2022 as it would be that there are really good players out there available. I think you have to be really careful thinking like, you know, there are great solutions, you know, a number, a number of great solutions in free agency. You know, when does it happen that a team really gets a, a thorough rebuild in a free agency period? You know, you might hit on a guy or two. Uh, maybe you get some supporting uh, cast type guys. Uh, but, you know, to bring in a number of players who are going to be blue-chip starters, I, I don't think you can count on that happening. I mean, already we're seeing some of the best potential free agents have re-signed with their teams, and that's a trend that was going to continue all the way up into, until the start of free agency, and guys are going to be tagged if they're not signed. So, you know, the market's going to be thin, and, it, and it's already thin at some key positions where the Bears have needs, like wide receiver. Um, and then you have to be careful, too, thinking like the draft's going to provide all kinds of answers because um, the, the truth is, even with the, the high picks, you, you know, if you bat 500, you're doing pretty good. And, and um, you know, we've, we've seen many disappointing picks in Chicago and really all over the NFL. You've seen the Bears try this before, Dan. You've seen a lot of NFL teams try this before in terms of rebuilding. And it takes the right executive and it takes a lot of luck and timing and other things. What's the right level of confidence to have in Ryan Poles after his first year on the job that he is the right guy for this job? You know, I don't think we really have much of a feel for Ryan Poles yet. I think he's unproven. I think one year is not enough time to really prove himself, you know, unless he did something that was extraordinarily great or extraordinarily bad, which he really didn't. Uh, so I think... He has, he has yet to go out and really show us uh, what he's about. I think this offseason is going to be a really uh, good test of, of what he can do. But we might not really know uh, if he did well or did poorly until a few years from now. You know what's interesting, Dan, is I keep wondering uh, how, if at all, his job is impacted by the new president. We know that when he was hired, George... Uh, change things and and the general manager was reporting directly to him with a new president coming in do things shift again I mean is the new president is his job to get 
Arlington Heights going to work on that building? Um, or is he going to also deal with some football issues? And I think if you're Kevin Warren, don't you want to know the the complete uh, the completeness of the job you will be getting if indeed you came here? Yeah, these are questions we really don't know the answers to right now, but it seems it seems very logical that the new president is going going to be consumed mostly with the stadium situation and big picture administration in the short term. However, I think he certainly is going to have some influence on what happens on the football side and a say and an opinion. And, you know, ultimately, um, he, he may be very influential. Uh, but I think right now, you know, we've seen George kind of uh, become more involved in, in this uh, wing of, of, of the operation. And I would expect that he's going to continue to be so. Uh, at least at least until the, the new president gets his feet wet and gets the ball rolling with the new stadium. Dan, part of the conversation obviously is going to surround whether or not the Bears should draft a quarterback or will draft a quarterback and the teams that are motivated to move up and what they should do or shouldn't do. Do you have a strong opinion either way? Do you, do you think that with Justin Fields, with Bryce Young, with C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, all of the quarterbacks that are part of this conversation, are you – uh, compelled to feel one thing right now based on what you know? Well, you know, I would say this. If this were next year, uh, I would say then the Bears would have a real tough decision because you've got a quarterback coming out in the draft next year in Caleb Williams who looks like he's, you know, a generational prospect. That prospect is not there this year. So the decision is a lot easier. And it really kind of makes me wonder if there's going to be uh, this hot market for the number one pick, mm. if the Bears really achieved anything by, by, by getting the number one pick. You know, would they have gotten the same player with the number two pick? Now, it's early in the process, so we don't know if a guy is going to really heat up yet. You know, there, there's a few months between now and the draft, and we all know things change. So maybe a guy heats up and becomes, uh, you know, that player who everyone wants. But right now, I mean, there's not even a consensus number one quarterback from what I could tell. And, uh, you know, I, I don't, so I don't see a market where teams are tripping over themselves. It, put it this way, if the draft were held today or tomorrow, the Bears would be stuck picking number one. I, I, they, I don't think they'd have a trade. And, and they'd have to take probably... Uh, the best defensive player, whether they think that's Will Anderson or, or Jalen Carter. Maybe things change in April. We'll see. Hmm. Who do you think it, the, the best defensive player is, Dan? I mean, I know you're not breaking down tape of these guys, but just talking to different people, you know, it, it, would, it would appear the Bears need a three technique. We've heard uh, Matt Eberflus talk about the engine that makes you go. But if you got a chance at a an elite pass rusher, isn't that the most valuable position on a team, or, or does it change because they're running this scheme? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's, uh, I think it's kind of premature to, to yep. make the judgments on, you know, do you want Anderson versus Carter? But right. I would say this, uh, generally speaking, you want someone who could impact the quarterback as frequently as possible. And, you know, sometimes that can be the three technique. If it's Aaron Donald, it's the yep. three technique, right? But I don't know that Jalen Carter is Aaron Donald. I don't know that anyone's saying that. 
so if, if you believe that Will Anderson is a type of player, uh, I mean, look at what Aiden Hutchinson has done for Detroit this year. What a tremendous impact he's had, and I think he's just scratching the surface. If you could get Aiden Hutchinson with that, you know, in that pick, uh, you're, you're winning all the way. And if Will Anderson can be that kind of player, then, uh, you know, that's, that's uh, a, a pick that can transform a defense and really put a team on the right track. I'm fascinated by what you say about if the Bears had to do the draft tomorrow, they might not be able to make a trade. They might have to, take, to, to own the pick and, and use it. Every year is different, Dan. And I just wonder, in that context then, when we look at all of these historical precedents or, or examples that relate to what teams got for the number one overall pick in a trade, how, how flawed might that be as a premise because of how different each season is? Are, are you essentially saying that don't look at past hauls that teams got in return for that number one pick because you can't really compare one year to the other? Oh, absolutely. You know, it depends on the number of suitors interested in moving up. It depends on where those suitors are in the draft. Uh, it depends on, you know, it, it, the player that, like I said, is there a player that is creating this feeding frenzy that everyone's got to have? Um, if not, the price goes down for the pick. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of different factors. And, um, the, you know, the, the hope is that you find numerous teams with a lot of uh, ammunition who are in love with one player. And uh, if that's not the case, then the price goes down incrementally depending on the circumstances. How easy is it for a quarterback to make the adjustment from player that can run to player that can throw? I mean, you know, we've seen, we've kind of followed this progress of Justin Fields, and I, I would argue that he became a better running quarterback than he ever was before this year. I mean, they really, they kind of leaned into it, but he also showed skills that, that I didn't see him every week in college showing. He didn't have to, I suppose. But when you when you look at the way that, that he has developed to this point, is there a belief that he can now turn and start becoming a significantly better thrower, a better passer, a better uh, quarterback? Well, you know, I think we talked about Ryan Poles being an unknown after last season. And I think what you're saying in terms of Justin Fields as a passer is kind of an unknown, too. Um, well, here's what we know. What he's been so far isn't good enough. You know, um, now some players make huge gains, especially after a first full year of starting. And the Bears have to hope that that's the case with Fields, especially if they surround him with better pass protection, better weapons, and, and even better defense, you know, to help give him better field position, get the ball back, that kind of thing. Um, and, and, you know, a year of coaching, being in the same system uh, for two years, assuming that's going to happen, you know, all those things are really big in, in player development. You know, they, they just have to give him every resource and opportunity that they can and hope that he makes those steps. And if he can't, when you give him those resources, that, well, then you know that he's not capable of it. But, um, you know, certainly you've got the one great thing about him, you know, and that he could run the ball probably, you know, as good or better as anyone who's ever played the position. 
Yeah, and I said earlier in the show that I, I think the NFL coaching carousel could affect the Bears indirectly by if they some team hires a Sean Payton, for instance, or somebody fixated on a quarterback that could compel them to make a move they might not be willing to make until they hire that guy. Sean Payton, Jim Harbaugh, those are the two biggest names that you hear rumored linked to teams with openings. What is your prediction? What do you know? What do you think? Well, um, I'm going to be kind of surprised if Harbaugh doesn't end up as a head coach of an NFL team this year. But I don't think he'll take just any job. I think it's got to be a good job in a good place with uh, an opportunity to, to, to win quickly. Uh, Peyton, I'm a little less certain that he's going to be in the league this year because I think he wants a perfect situation. And I don't know that it exists out there this year based on his parameters, what he thinks is perfect. And he can afford to wait if he wants. He's in a good situation. Um, I know from talking to Sean way back in the spring and summer that you know he, he felt like he wasn't in a hurry to come back and that you know he wouldn't mind if it, if it took more than a year. But um, you know the, the other thing is there's no promise that the following cycle is going to be any better for him. So we'll see. Um, I think a lot depends on how you look at some of these quarterbacks. You know, what do you think of Russell Wilson? What do you think of Kyler Murray? Uh, Sam Bradford, you know, do you think that these are guys you can win with? Can they carry a team? Are they still franchise quarterbacks? Or are they guys who are going to get you fired like they got the last coach fired? <laughs> I keep wondering, you know, Lovey Smith gets fired after a year. That follows David Culley getting fired after a year. We know that uh, there still is a lawsuit with Brian Flores. Um, you know, when you look around the league, there are effectively two African-American head coaches, right? I mean, there, there are, you know, you still have Ron Rivera and you have uh, Robert Sala and Mike McDaniel is uh, biracial. But when you think about just black head coaches, you, you're you're down to two right now. And I, and I don't know if Steve Wilkes, We'll get that Carolina job if that counts, but but this is a this is an ongoing issue with the Rooney Rule. I know the Washington Post wrote about it, I believe, yesterday. Um, will will there be uh, another uh, minority coach hired? Is there is has the Rooney Rule is that gone away? Is that being emphasized, or is in league circles do they feel uh, somehow that that enough has been done, which? Clearly, it hasn't. Yeah, I know the, the league is emphasizing it. They are in the ears of every owner that's got a, a vacancy, all the general managers. And, um, you know, they're, they're every, every one of these teams is going to interview African-Americans. We've already seen a number of them interviewed. Uh, David Shaw interviewed yesterday with, with Denver. He's a really interesting candidate. Raheem Morris has gotten a bunch of interviews really quality candidate too. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's interviewed. Uh, Jim Caldwell uh, has, you know, they've, they've taken him kind of out of mothballs and are interviewing him. So, you know, they're, they're turning over the stones. Uh, and uh, the league's hope is that, you know, some of these, these uh, candidates will be, will be hired. A lot of speculation, obviously, Dan, in Arizona, with their turnover, there's speculation that the Cardinals will move on from DeAndre Hopkins and look for a trade partner. The Bears are a natural team to 
associate with that kind of speculation. What do you think of that idea? It would be very expensive. He would likely require a new contract and approve a trade. But is that uh, on your radar? Well, um, you know, I, I guess uh, I'd have to really study the situation carefully. Uh, but, you know, I, you know, like you said, the, the, the cost is an issue. Uh, the age is an issue. I think he's going to be 31 years old when next season starts. And it's an issue because he's missed significant playing time the last two seasons. So, you know, when you talk about an older player who hasn't been healthy, who is going to take, you know, maybe a uh, record-setting contract, uh, you count me out probably. Dan, you're the best. Thank you, buddy. Great catching up. Thanks, Dan. My pleasure. Thank you. That is Dan Pompey. Interesting stuff all the way around. Really, there. really is. Yeah. 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 Good good opinions. Yeah, very strong. Uh 312-644-6767. We're gonna get back to the phone lines. It's Mully and Hall on the score. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply (sighs) spring is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It is Ryan Pohl's season. Molly and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 the score. So, Dan Pompey had a lot to say. Let's try yes, to summarize. Yes. It was a really good talk. He tells the truth. His objectivity. Um, Ryan Pohl is unproven. Sean Payton, Jim Harbaugh. Harbaugh, he said he would be surprised if he's not in the NFL. Sean Payton needs the ideal situation. So, the 
you don't know about that, but the, the, those are his thoughts on those two guys. Dan is a sounded like not a hard no, but not really leaning in the direction of the doesn't like the idea of the Bears giving up too much in terms of money, or uh, that DeAndre Hopkins is not an idea he's crazy about. No guarantee that the Bears are going to trade the number one overall pick because they might not be a partner that's willing to make that deal. That was the most significant comment. Uh, I think so, too, because there's this assumption, and I am one who has made it. I think we talked about it earlier. Yeah, they're going to trade it. Well, They've got to trade it. We had them trading it twice. <laughs> they're going to trade point. it. They're going to trade it to the Houston Texans, and then they're going to trade it again. Yeah. We said that Tuesday. Dustin claimed it yesterday, but we talked about it today. We'll be talking about it every day. But I, that surprised me. Didn't didn't it surprise you that, that Dan Dustin, said that no. Dustin claimed no, your that, idea? That Dan said that. That Dan said that. And accused Boomer of stealing his idea? <laughs> no. That was all in fun. Wouldn't you be shocked if the Bears kept the pick and took a defensive player with it? Um, with the number one overall selection, the Chicago Bears select Will Anderson. Well, I, I mean, Dan made a really good point about the impact that Detroit has seen from uh, from uh, Aiden Hutchinson. And I think Will Anderson might be a better player. I love that comp. I don't know that I'm willing to go where you just went. I, 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 like, I like the boldness. Maybe. Okay. He could be Micah Parsons. Now he could be better than Aiden Hutchinson. Well, if he's Micah Parsons, if he's Molly, if he's either he's one, if Aiden he's Hutchinson. either one of those guys, the Bears win the draft in the first round. They would take that, and I guess, I guess. Can I finish the thought very I'm quickly? I'm sorry, I didn't no, mean, no, I didn't you're mean, doing I gotta, fine. You got I, me excited I, there. I I just want to finish this idea. The thing that separates Aiden Hutchinson is his work ethic. He was one of these workout warriors, crazy nutty workout guys at Michigan. And he tapped into and continues to try to get the best out of himself. I'm not saying that Will Anderson isn't that, but that is the piece of information that you need to confirm to believe that he's better. And that is the piece of information that you need to confirm if you're going to project him like Micah Parsons. You need guys that that live and eat and sleep and love football. And if you get guys like that, they're always going to get better. And that, And we know the type that type of, of defensive end, if you will, pass rusher. And if if he is as good as people have projected, this is their job now to figure this out. I would have no problem with them taking him with the first pick in the draft. I think that in Larry Mayer's one-on-one with Ryan Poles on ChicagoBears.com, he asked him about what the one thing is that you prioritize over the others. And you expect it to be, well, I, he's good in space, or boy, he could really run, and he's really strong. No. It was he's got to love football. Yeah, You've got to love football. Yeah. And what you're describing in Aiden Hutchinson is a player with, with uh, great athleticism. He's a great football player, but he loves the game, and you can count on that. And that's what you want when you're drafting that high. I got carried away because I could legitimately every day, be, I'm honest about this, I could flip-flop between Jalen Carter and Will Anderson depending on what film I saw and what day it is. I, I think that Will Anderson is more valuable because the Bears don't have any pass rushers and he can produce sacks. I'm not saying that – what did Jalen Carter have? Three and a half sacks as a senior in, in – or as a – is he a junior eligible? Um, as uh, This season, mm-hmm. he had three and a half sacks. That's, that's not 
the interior sax guy that Aaron Donald is, right? I mean, I'm just saying. The, the people love the three technique because you're closer to the quarterback. And if you can if you can beat a double team, now Carter demands a double team, so that's a really important thing to have. And I understand how it makes you go, and I understand all that. But could you, you know, get a guy from from Washington, get a guy from Philadelphia? Could you get a three technique, a defensive tackle, an inside guy that that is already a proven commodity that could do that job and then go with the young player as the pass rush? I, and I'm with you. I, you know, we can argue about this all day. But I don't think the pass rusher becomes available in the same frequency that the interior guy does. I think that's a good way to look at it. And, and again, you can convince me of that pretty easily because the alternative is so acceptable. Right, I can see why you may want to uh, be that detailed in the analysis of what Jalen Carter is or what he isn't and what you can do in free agency to maybe uh, look at some of the possibilities. You know, Darren Payne from the Reds, uh, from, excuse me, the Commanders uh, is a potential free agent. If he hits the market, you know the Bears could be looking there. If DeForest Buckner comes available the Bears could be looking there. There are a lot of alternatives they could find as a, you know, as a defensive tackle to play the three technique that would make them prioritize Will Anderson. Will Anderson is a great player, too. He's just totally disruptive, and there's no way that you would have to apologize for drafting him. No doubt about it. If you could get two of him, you'd be laughing. You'd be laughing, <laughs> and you'd be a different defense next year. Here's the other thing I think is interesting about what we just talked to with Dan. And this idea that they wouldn't trade the number one overall pick because uh, not any teams would feel compelled to move up. I'd love the difference in, in, in opinions from guys who talk to a lot of people and we, guys we talk to in this show. Brad Biggs at 7 o'clock, yeah. Dan an hour later. Biggsy in his latest column on ChicagoTribune.com has nine teams that could be in the market for a quarterback that could potentially move up. Texans, Colts, Seahawks, Raiders, Falcons, Panthers, Titans, Jets, Patriots, Commanders. So he makes a case that all of those teams could be in a position to where you know, it'd be premature to rule anyone out is his point, and I think that's a good one too. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. And, and, David, I mean, you know, we have a texter checking in saying, Will Anderson, uh, 59 tackles for loss in three seasons, Aaron Donald, uh, had 96, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm misreading that, 86, excuse me, 66 in four seasons, Mac, 75 in four seasons. This is college. Um, and I, and that's, that's unbelievable. But, you know, Will Anderson is also playing with future pros at uh, Alabama. And I'm not saying that Jalen Carter isn't. I'm saying you've got to keep that, you know, where, where was Mac at? at uh, Buffalo. Buffalo. I mean, come on. Where was uh, Pitt? No, I'm I'm just saying he's in this crappy conference that no one likes. <laughs> I didn't say I that. I know. I know what you meant. It's a good point. It's, no, a, it's worth I, remembering. I'm saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. You know, again, you want to know how it got, and I think it's all on tape. I I really do, and I think you got to interview and you got to go through this process. But the most significant thing that Dan said is that right now there wouldn't be a quarterback that people would trade up for. Because, obviously, the Alabama quarterback has size considerations. 
and that will impact it. And this is not Caleb Williams, and this is not the obvious. This is not Joe Burrow or or Peyton Manning or you know one obvious player that will go top of the draft. Usually, it's a quarterback, and usually, if the one doesn't exist, people will make one up because they need the quarterback position. So it will be a valuable pick, but. It's an interesting point he makes that it, it, as of right now, that hasn't happened yet. So here's hoping the draft process produces more than one. Do you think that he meant anything? And people, uh, you know, we, we got one text about it. The word unproven bothers some people. But when Dan what, said Ryan that Ryan Poles oh, was unproven, on. it was just basically an assessment of the fact the first year on the job. He hasn't done it yet. He's had some hits. He's had some misses. Yeah. You have to balance those together, and the word unproven comes to mind. How many number one overall picks has he had? He hasn't even had a first-round pick. It's unproven. That's all. It doesn't right. mean it doesn't mean he can't do it, and it doesn't mean that he won't be great, and it doesn't mean that the answer isn't going to be obvious. Okay. So I, I think, you know, don't get sensitive over facts. It, there's just no track record yet. Hopefully we'll find out that that Ron Wolf I tell you, couldn't light a candle to this guy. A lot That'd of people get in their feelings when we start talking about Ryan Poles. I think it's because it's really more about the team building and it's got to work and everybody wants – you know, we went through this horrible season. It was fun because the quarterback had these great runs – but for the most part, it was like it was just a, a you know a, a horrible. It was long exercise. It was a long ten game. Yeah, uh, cl- climb to the bottom. Bears haven't so, won a game since October twenty fourth. Come on now. Yeah. So I I think um, yeah and and like someone texted Murray was picked pretty high and he was undersized. I'm not the, the process hasn't started. What Dan said as of right now, there isn't the obvious quarterback to take. There will be one, hopefully. There's got to be one, right? Please, just the one. Well, for the right reasons. I I don't like, as you have referred to them, as the creations. I feel like Zach Wilson was a creation. I wonder if Will Levis, by the time that we get to the draft, will be a creation. And it wouldn't shock me if he ends up being the guy that scouts fall in love with. As long as someone wants to trade up for Executives him. fall in love with it. Everybody's flocking to Lexington, Kentucky. Not for the basketball team, which isn't very good this year, but to see Will Levis. <laughs> it's fun. I mean, listen, it's going to be a ton of fun. And, and this process is just beginning, and it, there are a lot of difficult um, things that you're going to have to kind of endure. And I told you this morning, I hated the idea that I saw the first uh, – the first uh, draft uh, from uh, mock from CBS Sports, and they had the Bears trading down to four and having to take a left tackle because the two defensive players were already gone. That's not what I want. I, I want them to trade down and still get a stud defensive lineman and and get a lot in the next two drafts. I want them to trade down, but not out of the top five. I want them to accumulate several first-round draft picks for the future and maybe – an extra mid-round pick this season, and supplement their roster so they get four starters out of this draft, which isn't too much to ask if you play your cards right. If it's a three-player draft, I don't want them trading to four. Let's put it that way. I don't want to watch Patrick Williams of football try to develop. (laughs) Well, I don't want them trading to four either if it's a three-player draft, but I got to think that (laughs) it could be a three-player draft and somebody could be wrong about the second quarterback. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. So I think that the the three players could be yes. uh, the top overall quarterback and the two defensive players, and then somebody's going to fool themselves into thinking that a two quarterback's worth it, and the Bears are going to benefit Happens from that. Happens all the time. No lower than fourth. Happens all the time. All right, we've got uh, we've got the prop king. Nick Costos is going to join us next. We'll talk to Nick, and then we'll get to your phone calls. I know a lot of people want to check in. I got a feeling there are people upset with us. I'm not quite sure why. I think we're just breaking down the story as it unfolds, and we got months of it. Do you really need a reason? To take a log off the fire. 312-644-6767. No, no one needs a reason. It's Molly and Haw on the score. I want winners. Molly and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score on the line is the host of You Better, You Bet, and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider Nick Costos. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to listen to the You Better, You Bet podcast for more of Nick Costos. Just search You Bet wherever you find your podcast. And Nick joins us now on the score hotline, the signature bank score hotline, signature bank making commercial banking personal. Hey, Nick, how are you? Molly and Hall, what's going on, guys? Great to be on with you today. Yeah, it's good to talk to you. Obviously, the uh, the I believe we're calling it now super wild card weekend. Um, it's uh, going to end up in a super bowl at some point. Uh, are these these games are this the point spreads pretty lopsided there aren't a ton of really good games what is your favorite this weekend uh favorite game like to bet on or like favorite game that I think is going to be the like the best football game to watch well answer it both ways Dick let's get a lot of information honestly I think it's probably the same game I think it's the Cowboys and the Buccaneers on Monday night mm. I get that has to be the answer I think to what is like the best the game that everyone's most excited to see like Dallas on the road at Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers so Dallas right now is a two and a half point road favorite in Tampa the total is 45 and a half and we have a lot of great guests on the week on you or you bet people can find the show to search you bet like you said wherever you find your podcast we have former players on the show we have professional betters on the show to this point right now doing the show for three days this week we have not had one guest come on and make a case for the dallas cowboys everybody thinks that the tampa bay buccaneers are going to win the game cover the spread on monday night against the dallas cowboys well i say no I like the Dallas Cowboys here laying the two and a half on the road in Tampa. I know Dallas struggled down the stretch. I know they looked hideous and pathetic in losing to a commander's team on Sunday with nothing to play for, starting a rookie fifth uh, fifth round pick in Sam Howell. I know that Dak Prescott's thrown a bunch of interceptions. I know that the Buccaneers got their groove back a little bit in week 17, come from behind fashion against the Carolina Panthers to win the NFC South. Also, the Buccaneers have stunk all season long, and if not for J.C. Horn, Carolina's best corner being out in that game, do we really think Mike Evans would have had like 700 receiving yards and nine touchdowns in that game. I don't think so here. And I know everyone wants to bang on Cowboys coach Mike McCarthy. I don't think he's the greatest in-game manager that we've ever seen. He's also Vince Lombardi compared to Todd Bowles. The Cowboys have the coaching advantage here. I think the Cowboys are better one through 53. I'll lay the two and a half with the Cowboys and feel really good about it coming up on Monday night. That's bold. All right, Nick. So tell me why. I love a good story, but Jacksonville is only a two-point underdog against the Chargers. I know they're at home. I know the Chargers are crossing the country, but isn't that is, is that a surprise to you? No, 
I think the point spread is fine. Um, I think you could tell me, like, if you were like, hey, I like that. We've just seen a move here. The Jaguars are now one-point favorites in the game. I wouldn't be surprised. I think basically, like, and this was the way we talked about it before the matchup, before we knew what the number was going to be, like, either team favored by less than three points. Like, this will never go to three on either side, barring some kind of, like, unforeseen injury situation here. This will hang out basically under three both ways. And this is uh, what we like to call a bet-your-opinion game, where, like, who do you guys think, you guys hosting the show, the people listening, who do you guys think is going to win this game, the Chargers or the Jaguars? I have not bet the game yet. I want to bet the Chargers because I think the Chargers are a lot better, like 1 through 53, than the Jaguars are. And, like, the Jaguars' defense is getting all this pup now. Also, like, the good offenses they've played down the stretch shredded them, and all the offenses that they shut down are bad, including, like, Josh Dobbs and the Titans in, in Week 18. So, for me, like, I like the Chargers a little bit, but also you have to consider that the Chargers head coach is probably, like, an absolute moron. Think about what he did last Sunday against the Broncos. Like, insane. Mike Williams is still not back in practice. And the Eagles and, and the Jaguars head coach, Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl with the Eagles, obviously. So, like, I'll probably have a small bet on the Chargers. I won't feel great about it. It's a bet your opinion game. Like, who do you guys think is going to win the game? That should be who you bet on. I'm curious, when we look at the first-time playoff uh, quarterbacks, it didn't work great last year, but there's a couple facing each other. I guess the guy I'm most interested in is Brock Purdy. And if anything changes, I think that's a really good football team. And the football team around him is really good. They are nine and a half point favorites against Seattle, which seems like a lot for a quarterback who um, is making his debut in the playoffs. Yep. Uh, This was the only game that I bet on Monday. Uh, I bet Seattle plus 10. This has moved to nine and a half. This is the most important thing about this game is the weather. Um, there is potentially going to be a lot of rain in the Bay Area, not just on Saturday during the game, but potentially leading up to the game. Think about that terrible field, Levi Stadium, right, in the Bay Area, where people complain about it when the weather's good. Like people complain about the field in San Francisco or Santa Clara, wherever the stadium is. If it's going to be raining and raining like and pouring potentially and like that's in like the range of outcomes here think about the Niners offense the Kyle Shanahan offense the entire passing offense is based on timing right what happens if Kittle and Ayuk and Debo and McCaffrey these studs after the catch like if their footing is screwed up even slightly it messes up the timing of what San Francisco is trying to do on offense I think that favors the Seattle Seahawks here and and if the uh, the total of the game is going to get bet down which is happening because of the weather the underdog inherently becomes more valuable I would only bet the Seahawks in the game how does the Ravens' uncertainty at quarterback muddle that line in that game? Well, it's kind of like like betting the Bengals. I feel like that ship has sailed unless we know that it's going to be Anthony Brown. I think it's going to be Tyler Huntley. Lamar Jackson's not going to play in this game. So the number is now sitting Cincinnati minus 8.5. If it's going to be Tyler Huntley, Ravens coach John Harbaugh telling the media yesterday Huntley is on track to play in the game, then Cincinnati needs to be more than a touchdown and less than 10, 7.5 or 9.5 or in between that. They're sitting at minus 8.5 right now. So a couple ways you could play this. If you, the person listening, if you like the Jacksonville Jaguars, you like them against the Chargers, you could tease Cincinnati down to minus two and a half, tease the Jaguars up to plus eight. I think that's probably a pretty good teaser. Like, if I were to bet this game, though, just like no teasers, just like bet the spread, and I know Huntley's going to play in the game, I'd actually bet Baltimore to cover the spread here. Insane familiarity between the teams. They played last weekend. John Harbaugh's a great coach. The Ravens sat J.K. Dobbins, Mark Andrews, and others last weekend against Cincinnati here, where I do not think the Ravens can win the game. Like, I trust Burrow at the end, not Huntley, but I do think Baltimore could keep the game close. So right now, I think I'd actually only bet Baltimore with the point spread being what it is, but need to know if Huntley's definitely starting first. All right. 
one prop. If I asked for your best prop, you are the prop king. What would it be? Ooh, I don't know if I can if I can give you like a. I, I'll, so how about this? I'll give you one right now. Let me see if these numbers are posted here. Uh, Keenan Allen receiving yards is seventy four and a half coming up on Sunday, uh, Saturday night against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars generally like I perform poorly against slot receivers, especially if Mike Williams isn't hundred percent. I think this is going to be a heavy volume game for Keenan Allen. So Keenan Allen over seventy four and a half receiving yards would be one that I'm looking at as of right now. And just a quick thought on the Dolphins and Bills. If it's going to be Skylar Thompson, guys, Buffalo needs to be at least a 14-point favorite in the game. It's 13 right now. I think we're still waiting official confirmation. It'll be Thompson. If and when that's announced, I would bet Buffalo up to minus 14 at home against Miami. Great stuff. Thanks, Nick. Right. Wishing everybody minimal sweats, winning bets, the absolute very best of luck. And let's go, my New York football giants on Sunday on the road in Minnesota. Oh, and also, shout out to Lovey Smith, by the way. Best day for Lovey Smith and the Bears since, since the 2006 NFC Championship game. Congratulations to you guys <laughs> on the number one overall pick. Thanks, Nick. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. That was the host of You Better You Bet, Odyssey Sports betting insider Nick Costos. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. He mentioned the Ravens and the Bengals game. If the Ravens win that game or keep it close, it will be because of their defense, which will be led by Roquan Smith, just announced as the AFC's Defensive Player of the Month. Got a feeling Joe Burrow's a problem. That's just me. I know, but did you see my dramatic pause there for Dustin? AFC Player of the Month. And Dustin just kind of nodded at me. No, Dustin just hands he, up. He, he like literally spit. I, I, I've moved on. <laughs> no, you he's haven't. no here. You know, Roquan Smith's not walking back through that door. Let David. me tell you something, buddy. You're never moving on from that opinion. It's Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 